Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when they have to move Xfinity to their new apartment because there are no other options for internet providers at that location. Hypothetically. I'm your host, Luke Miani. <laughs> and, about that. and I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. I feel like we've spent a lot of time focusing on the laugh or two part, legality speaking. Yes. But the varying degrees of success, I feel like is more troublesome for us because they're all, well, I guess they're varying degrees of not at all helpful. That's, it is a very nebulous term. We did, was it last week or the week before that we actually did give advice? I was at least the week before, if not the week before that. (laughs) All right, so we've gone a month without giving any advice. Yeah. This is our first and only show in August. Yeah. So I guess we should start this out. For those of you watching, for those of you listening, this, this is sort of our season one finale. We've we've been shooting right here since February, right? This is episode twenty one. Episode twenty one. Oh, I've titled it wrong again. I'm fairly sure this is not twenty one. Are you sure? <laughs> well, you titled it twenty one. I know, but I think that's wrong. Look at the oh, oh. Anyway, I think we're on episode twenty two. But either way. Wow, I'm really good at this. That's the the biggest new feature of Dark Mode Season 2 is going to be correctly titled episode numbers. <laughs> yes. Wait, let's... I, I, say... Am I... Was I right? <gasps> oh! I think you were. Unless... Well, wait, there's still a chance. There's still a chance here, Noah, that I just also forgot to add episode 21 to the playlist. Thus making me even more of an idiot. No, I there's oh. 20, I, think, I think you got it right. There's, I was right. There's 20, 20 episodes, episodes, and I finally, for the first time, correctly titled an episode. This is this is huge. Just in time for us to go on break for uh, an amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll explain why. Someone just said actually this is very this is a beta podcast. <laughs> I like that. All right, all right. Dark mode public beta. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to retroactively call <laughs> this season, these first 21 episodes. Yeah. So the reason that we are going to be taking a season break is because well, for one we're changing locations. So we're no longer are we going to be in the same space because Noah's moving 3,000 miles away. Yep. And we had a long discussion. We decided that it wasn't viable for him to fly in every Sunday. I was considering it, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we're quite at that, that level yet. Maybe if we meet at like a, like a, like a central location. Ooh, we could meet in like Kansas. the eastern part of New Mexico maybe. Oh, interesting. We could do desert mode. We didn't, we didn't consider that. What if we filmed – wouldn't it be sick to film a podcast on, like, the Mojave Dune from the wallpaper? That – well, if you're just listening to it, I feel like you wouldn't get the full effect. 
That's true. It is a podcast. (laughs) Well, we we could just vividly describe it. Yes, that would. Then they would get the full experience. I think that would be good. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're moving, both of us. I'm moving tomorrow. If you're listening to this podcast at pretty much any time, I have moved. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) I know, it's crazy. Uh, And Noah, you're moving next week, right? I'm, or you're moving out next week. I'm moving out in like two weeks. Uh, no, it's like a week and a. It's like eight nine days. It, semantic difference. It's Doesn't a little. Matter. It's a little under two weeks. I'm moving out, and then and then uh, about a week and a half after that is when I'm moving to California. So we're 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 de- we were debating doing an episode in California, but I don't think it's I don't think we're gonna have enough like I don't think it's gonna be ready. We can do – we'll do something. Because that would be on the 5th. That wouldn't really work. Yeah, that would be – yeah. That we'll, would not, we'll yeah. Do, we, we'll do something. We'll, but, there's going to be that. some – we're going to figure out some California content. Some Calif- – I'm trying to make it, a, make it a portmanteau. It doesn't really work. Oh, oh no. Uh, alas, we'll just have to stick with alliteration. We'll do some, some California content and like, – like video, not podcast. But the idea that I had about 45 minutes ago uh-huh. was that we're – so we're working on some some interesting um, w- sort of – we're going to elevate the podcast. We're going to add some, some new features in our next podcast release mm-hmm. in the in the, the Goldmaster podcast. Uh-huh. Ooh, we should do that. Our first episode back, we should call it Dark Mode Goldmaster. That would be cool. Goldmaster is a cool name. I don't think they're calling it that anymore. You know, I forget what it, I forget what they changed. Why would they it leave to? it? That was so good. Goldmaster is well, fantastic. It's the master. Is it not gold anymore? Well, it's it's something in the word master they changed. That's like a whole thing that's that's been going on in tech. If you weren't, if you if you hadn't heard about that, a lot of like blacklist and whitelist are like. Uh, deny list oh. and allow list, all that. That's so, a good. That's a good. That's a good idea. That's a whole. That's a whole thing that's been that's been going on in tech recently. I. That's good. I mean, it's it's one of those things. that's like a minor. In, in case you were not picking up on it, the they're they're trying to remove words that have racial connotations. We don't need to get into all of this. There's th- very complicated. I could pull up a million different um, scholarly articles that discuss the implications of the the positive connotation of words surrounding light and white, and the negative connotation surrounding dark and black. Except for dark mode. Except for dark mode. That's a very positive connotation. But in, in in general, and it's not – I don't know. People get all defensive. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so hard for people to accept that it's just, you know, words have ingrained meanings. And oftentimes those meanings are tied to racial things. That's just the way that pretty much anything works in our society. Too. But that is interesting because I, I talked about that oh, – did we talk about that in AP Lit? 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, we did. I was about to say in the in that in that class we had the whole about we had to list all the the, the dark words that had like a negative connotation. We we had that exact yeah. discussion. Like, it's it's pretty shocking. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things everyone's like, oh well, obviously that's not on purpose. It's like no, it's not. That's the whole point. It's really sub subversive. Is that the no? No, it's uh, uh, what was the word? It's like a what's the sub word that I was thinking of? S not subliminal. Ma maybe. It's like under under the yeah 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 under the surface so sub subliminal I'm, no i already no, said that it wasn't said. that oh no i said subversive that's not but that's right. not it it's like a sub mm. what is the word for when stuff is sneaky like bad <laughs> sneaky bad no not subtext ah oh, subconscious i mean it is subconscious so I'm gonna go and see. I we should fill you in that whenever th we someone said submersive, <laughs> that's funny. I was, that's not wrong. I, I guess not, but it's sub mm. subcutaneous. <laughs> we we always do this where when we can't think of a particular word, it drives us insane. Me specifically, I don't know if it happens to you as much, but if I have like a word on the tip of my tongue. I like go insane. Yeah. Man, there's sub it's it's a sub word and it means it's like a subconscious it's it's basically like a subconscious bias would be a synonym that I would use for it. And there's there's a lot of stuff like that in the English language. And if you think about it, uh insidious, that's another good I guess oh wait, uh, a little bit. Not submissive. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, lots of good, lots of good sub words here in the subliminal chat. Subliminal is the one that you said. Yeah, that was the one. Well, I said, I, I like, said I like subversive. Be, well, that, yeah, yeah, but I feel like subliminal. Sub, might might be what you were mm. thinking of. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Sub, anyway, the point is, <laughs> is when we come back, we'll be dark mode gold release candidate. Uh huh. There we go. Look at that. No racial connotations. We are being actively anti-racist here. And if you have a problem with that, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> sub 144P. Wow. That that stings a little bit. But not for us. For Xfinity. Because they suck. But anyway, <laughs> we got really sidetracked here with yes. this uh, vocab mode. So the, the, here's a good question. When will dark mode come back? The answer to that, the idea that I had is that we will we'll relaunch dark mode with the September Apple event because we're going to be covering that event whatever it may be and that it, it'll be a Tuesday so that that stream is where we will relaunch um, our live streaming and then that following Sunday we will resume season 2 of dark mode with improvements we have we have some stuff planned. Like it's not just for moving, although that's that the big reason that we had this delay is because we're moving, right. and it's going to be a nightmare to try to film a podcast. It's going to be awkward and weird, and you guys don't need to see that. But there's also some some stuff that we're working on, like additional features that I think you guys are going to like. We're working on replacing Luke. That's the big <laughs> one. Yes, 
Uh, or, well, it's actually more of an automation type of thing. Oh, I see. It's like an advanced deep fake. Noah's going to be presenting the podcast, and there's just going to be a like 3D tracking doll. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have uh, deep fake. And then it'll be. You. And it'll use my repository of videos to just figure out what I would say. I feel like I feel like you do a pretty good job of that. Yeah, I'm very predictable. But either way, we are gonna be back in September. I I would bet. I guess we could place our bets now, for when that would be, because now everyone watching or listening has a vested interest <laughs> in in when that might be. I think September 14th. That's the second Tuesday in the month. Because realistically, if you look at September 2021, you've got the 7th, that's the first Tuesday, then the 14th, and then the 21st, and then the 28th. I think, I don't think it would be the 7th. I think that's a little soon. And it's the day after Labor Day, for what it's worth. True, true. And I think Apple might have off the day after Labor Day as well. That's certainly possible. So, and it's also Rosh Hashanah. That's very important. Which we don't want to interfere with that. Yeah. So it's it's very possible that there could be, I, I I don't know. I think the seventh is unlikely. I think it's just a little early. So I think it's between the fourteenth and the twenty first. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think the fourteenth. What do you think? I have no earthly idea, <laughs> but I will I will pick the twenty first so that we can have a bet. Here's here's my logic. You ready? Okay. Four, so it's not gonna be the seventh, right? We agree with that. Yes. The 14th is what they want you to think. Mm. But they want to but they want to keep you they 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 want to keep you waiting cuz it builds the suspense. Mm. And it, it just it's I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, 21st. I'm going to go with the 21st. Okay, that's curious. I don't know. That was a very well-formed logical argument. That, yeah. I liked that. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the 14th, which is actually perfect timing. For the Apple event. Yeah. Because um, uh, we'll have some California content before before that event. There's uh, – my I mean, I'm just going to warn you guys right now that this month is going to be pretty light because I'm doing the move. And then next week I'm getting my wisdom teeth out really late because they – I didn't need to get them out before. Mm-hmm. But now, now I do. It, I guess they suck now. Like, the wisdom teeth were chilling before, and now they're not. Apparently, some people get them out in, like, their 30s. Like, they just, like, throw a temper tantrum. They're not very wise. That's what you'd expect. Unfortunately named. Misnomer. Indeed. A mis... Two-third... No, never mind. No. Ignore that. Mm -mm. Edit that out. If if you're listening, just edit that out of your memory. (laughs) Wisdom teeth removal Oh, no. That's a great idea. I am definitely going to do that. I'm going to give you guys a... Oh, wow. This guy got his wisdom teeth out at 27. And he's cool. He is cool guy 55555551. So there you go. Is that the right amount of fives? I don't know. Wise to get them out. True. Very true. I... Yeah, no, I'm not looking forward to that. So (laughs) there's not going to be a ton of video stuff for me this month. But you know what? If there's ever a month for me to move and get my wisdom teeth out, it's probably this month. Yeah, that's true. If it were next month, 
that would really suck. So I'm going to take it for what it's worth. I'm going to do my time on a lot of painkillers because what do they give you? I, I never – I didn't even use any when I got my wisdom teeth out. It wasn't – it was really – for me, it really wasn't that bad. Wow. This Were like, they even in there? They they Apparently, it was a very, like, clean extraction or whatever, but this is like, four years ago. Wow. No, maybe more. Four or five years. I don't know. How old were you? This was the summer before uh, college. So, so four years. So four years ago. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I I'm, don't know. I'm preemptively jealous. I think you're gonna. I think you'll be alright. But you should. You should make a video. You should like try and oh, do no. Apple like app like do a video while you're on like painkiller. That would be, that'd be would pretty be, funny. And then edit it when I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's that'd, a good idea. That'd be kind of funny. And then. If it sucks, I can just not put it up. That's true. That's the great thing about being in control. I could just – you guys would never know. I could make the worst tech video ever made, <laughs> and you'd have no goddamn clue. Look at that. That's a move. Uh, yeah. I, I think I it. might try that. Maybe even for, like, Twitter or, like, not even for YouTube because I don't even know – I might have to make you like, cause I, I feel like when I'm drugged up on the Novocaine, that's what it is, right? But then they give you, yeah. what is the other thing that they give you afterwards? They give you like some crazy stuff. They I think they gave me like a prescription. It's that like I, a controlled substance. It's like yeah. bad. They gave me like something that I, I didn't end up getting it. I don't think, but they gave me like that. I could go get it. Oh, but it was like something and you didn't. I don't think so, but it was like, but you could. I know I should have. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh God, I meant oh oxycontin. I yeah, think that's yeah, one I of think, the. I think that is. That yeah. just uh, it seems really scary. I I I, I don't want to take it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna probably try to take as little as possible because people get hooked on that stuff. They give you meth. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> oh, oh no. Boy. But yeah, if I you might have to make my mom tell me to make a video because yeah. i don't know that i'm gonna remember if i'm like loopy that's yeah that's true and i also don't know how long it takes to wear off like a couple hours later once i'm home am i gonna be in any sort of a state to be making a tech video even if it's a goofy one probably probably not gonna be super thrilled but i don't know you're not you're not gonna be in philly on the 18th are you uh no that's when i'm moving no dang stuff. it because i was gonna say if you were there then you could film it yeah and then you could make me do it but that would be funny we'll, we'll figure we'll figure out. something out someone got vicodin god these are all such scary substances substances i can't speak <laughs> oh no okay that's enough talk about about our future plans and our very scary and dark empty apartment and yes the fact that this is the last episode i want to talk about the apple news that everyone else is talking about and that is the icloud photo scanning yes now i'm very curious you said that you had a hot take was that the joke hot take or did you actually have a hot take i have i don't know how hot of a take it is but i okay. do have an opinion on that. okay but should we give do we want to give any context i know everyone's probably heard about this but it's a little yeah bit do you want to do you want to give a little context uh, from what I understand, it seems like Apple is going to start scanning iCloud photo libraries. I think the scanning is going to happen on device. Yeah. 
but the thing was that like so they're scanning the images against like a database of known um uh images of like child exploitation um and the way that they're doing it i think is secure enough because they like take the your, each of your images they can make uh they make like a hash like a number out of it and then they compare it to this database of of hashes right so 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 it's a secure enough way of doing it the problem i think is that when there's enough hits then apple will unlock the entire account and give it to authorities that's mm-hmm. that's where the the real issue uh comes up and so then there's it's like kind of tough because on the one hand obviously this is like a good thing in theory mm-hmm. to stop child exploitation obviously you know terrible thing but there's like such a strong security concern mm. And for Apple, that's like known for security or privacy is what I mean. So yeah. the, you know, privacy concern is you know a big thing. So this this is the big the big uh, big news that's been going on recently. Yeah. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this, but I personally think I would say my my TLDR is I think it's a little overblown. Okay. Because as you mentioned. Well, so first of all, iCloud is already scanning your photos. That's how the face detection works. You know, when you go on your iPhone, there are albums for people that are, you know, if you have friends or family members or significant others, there's a very good chance that there is an album. I'm sure you have a, a Luke album with all of the weird photos oh, yes. that you've screenshot from, like, Snapchat over the years. Lots of that sounded stuff. really weird. I, I want to <laughs> assure you guys that it's not – everyone's going to run away with that. But anyway, point is iCloud is already scanning photos for the features that you're all used to. Everyone else does it too. I think, I think what makes it different is, one, the authority thing, which is seemingly at odds with Apple's other stance on – privacy although i would personally argue that if you're exploiting children you have no right to privacy i personally i agree i don't know if that's uh apparently that's controversial maybe i don't know hopefully not hopefully not but i i i don't i don't love it i don't love the implication of it however i i don't know i think if anyone's gonna do it like i guess what's the fear right I, I would pose that to the chat and to you, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that it works very broadly is it compares what aspects of the image, just like the composition and the way that it's framed. I think it, it – so it computes like – if this is like, – as I, I was just reading a little bit, and they talked about a hash, which I actually made something um, similar. It, it basically uh, – it's just like a, like a number that represents the image – yeah. And if you if you have the number, you can't get the original image back, um, but you can compare it. You know, if two people have the same image and you get the same number, you can compare the numbers. So if that is how it works, which is how I understand it to work, then that part of it should be secure enough that even if you got the hash, you know, value the number, you can't turn it back into the image. But that's so. So, so yes, that's that's how I understand it to work. Right. So to me, I don't I don't have a problem with that. To be quite honest. Because what it's doing is looking at a, I would assume, machine learning generated list where it's comparing a database of known images 
generating a hash from those images. Right. And then your images are hashed. And if you have, like, a lot. Someone said in the chat it's like a fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically like a it, – it's like – I would even say that it's it's a little bit more secure than a fingerprint because theoretically a fingerprint is matched to your picture in a database. But in this case, the hash itself, like let's say, you know, the, the mysterious hacker man intercepts the hash. Obviously, oh, unrealistic, right? They're not, it's not like they're looking at your pictures. It's not like there's Tim Cook is sitting there, you know, clicking through your iCloud library. It's generating a hash, comparing it to a hash, and... It, like for this to be releasing to authorities, it's gonna have a very, very, very high degree of confidence. Like you're not gonna, they're not gonna see. Oh, this guy took a picture of a kid. Let's send it over to the FBI, right? If you're doing something like this, you have to have a very, very high degree of confidence, and repeated instances. So to me, the actual scanning itself doesn't seem like that big of an issue. No one's looking at your photos. Um, I think where people, I think the main, the main complaint that I'm seeing here is that people are, are saying, but here's the thing. What if this is a Trojan horse for other things? Apple has, a pos has positioned themselves as a privacy focused company and it seems secure, but what if it leads to other stuff? Or here's one. What happens when the governments want them to look for more? Slippery slope argument. I don't buy that. I, every time I see that, I just discount it. Because that the slippery slope argument is a logical fallacy. And it is almost never, almost never the case. You know, it, it's, it's the same... I don't know. It's like the same. It's like the same thing that that people use. Um, it's like the homophobic argument, you know, where it's like, oh, if you let gay people marry, next thing it's going to be bestiality or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's this. It's a. I mean, not you know exactly the same, but it's the same logical concept where you're sort of connecting imaginary dots. But the problem is, when you look at that, as Don M just said, just because they can doesn't mean they will. It's like, I don't know, think about the technology that companies have. Think about how much nefarious stuff they could do, but they don't. And I'm not saying that you should trust the companies. I'm just saying, if you think about it on a very pessimistic wavelength, companies are motivated by incentives. What is the incentive for Apple to weaponize this technology. They, them doing this has been a PR nightmare for them. You don't think Apple knew that would happen? Apple is the richest company in the, somewhere. Are they the richest in the world? I don't think they are. I think they're like fifth they're in the world. They're pretty high up there. But they are one of the most valuable companies on the history of planet Earth. If you think that they didn't foresee people being upset by this, then clearly you're not paying attention because Apple absolutely is aware that people are going to freak out over this. So if people are going to get that mad over this, it's not a, someone said it was a Trojan horse. That would be like a Trojan horse with like U S army painted on the side. 
You know, it's way too obvious for it to be like, ooh, we're going to sneak something in. This thing is huge. It's covered the news, the tech news publications. So if you're going to try to sneak in nefarious features, you're not going to do it in this. And if you're going to try to get away with doing something sneaky, you're not going to do something that's going to set the media on fire. So that's why I think, I, I don't know, I think that people who are saying that it's a slippery slope are operating under a logical fallacy. And I think that people that are saying that this is just the start of, you know, tech surveillance, there's no motivation for that. Even this very, you know, people are like, oh, I don't care about this, but it's what's next. If this has set the media on fire as much as it has and has been like, oh, Apple's going, you know, they're against their brand image. Do you really think that they would be able to go further than that? I don't know. What, do you, what What's your take on it, Noah? I here's – here's, here's the thing. I saw um, – I saw a meme that was uh, comparing this to um, back a few years ago with the uh, the it was like some terrorist iPhone that the FBI was trying to get into the San Bernardino right yeah and and Apple wouldn't let them have it the, the interesting thing with that so that was there the the question there was like a backdoor like can you know if Apple puts in a backdoor yeah for the government mm-hmm. that was way worse than this absolutely. Because, so, I, I saw what you were talking about. People were saying, you know, oh, in 2015, Apple was steadfastly, like, dedicated to privacy. And even with the San Bernardino iPhone, they weren't going to let the government in. But now they're saying, ooh, here, government, look at all the iCloud libraries. I think that's a pretty bad argument because, specifically because... The San Bernardino case was where the U.S. government wanted Apple to build in a back door that would let them get in, basically bypass passcodes, iCloud locks, and just get into devices. And that is a bad precedent. I want to say precedent and not a slippery slope because there were a lot of people that were also like, oh, well, then the government's just going to start hacking into everyone's iPhones. No, you still need a court order. You still need a warrant if you're going to use that. So when people, even then people were saying, oh, the government is going to overuse this. And that was iffy. But it's a bad precedent because um, for one, giving the government the ability to get into your phone and, and, and basically setting that as a standard for the future is not something that people want to do, especially because laws can change, administrations can change. And in five, ten years, that could be used pretty badly. But the other issue is when you build in a back door for the government, then that means that someone who's not in the government is probably going to find it. And that is probably the larger concern. Like the slippery slope government argument, maybe. But if you build in a back door for someone, you bet someone else is going to try to find it. And that's the real problem with that. So that was a pretty different situation i would argue because in this you're talking about you know this isn't apple opening the door to someone else this is them sending data specific data that they have determined is legally questionable i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know if i'm explaining it well but i'm 
there there's a pretty big difference in it. It's it's not a super directly comparable situation. No, it's yeah. The the point that that, that I wanted to make was it's it's not directly comparable because so first of all there there is um uh there, there might have been a mistake. Someone was saying that that uh that the information gets sent to a nonprofit related to um, child exploitation and not authorities. I'm not 100% sure, but that, that, that might be true. I don't know if that changes anything, if it's some nonprofit versus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that makes it worse or better. I don't know. Um, I think, honestly, the term scanning is what has got people nervous. Oh, this is interesting. So, so it does go to a nonprofit, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. But then it says if it finds an image that matches a human at Apple, will review the image to confirm, and then notify that nonprofit. I would not want to be that human. Oh my. Oh God. no. Could you imagine? Wow. Could you imagine being that guy that has to look at that all day? I mean, I would imagine that a lot of that is probably going to be false flags because, you know, algor if, if you're generating a hash based on comparing databases, there's a pretty decent chance that it's – it's good that it's it, it has human confirmation. I think that actually makes it better because, I don't know, you wouldn't – like, I don't know, people – I feel like people are probably uh, people are afraid that it's going to be like a false flag and it's going to go directly to like the J. Edgar Hoover FBI building and then they're going to knock down your door because you took a picture of like a like a doll or something, you know. But I don't think that's I don't know. I feel like people it's it's one thing to overly trust companies, but I think that there's also such a thing as overly distrusting companies you know we've seen that you can look at anything people distrust the government where they don't need to people distrust trust authorities sometimes where they don't need to people distrust the vaccines where they definitely don't need to there's sort of an inherent distrust you know people you know question authority yes but within reason in this case mm, I don't know. I people have been asking me on Twitter. People have been making this out like this is Armageddon, you know, like this is the end of Apple as we know it. Which is of course what people also said when, you know, the iPhone 11 came out. They were like, "Oh my god." You know, cuz everyone's always doom and gloom about Apple news, but realistically See, look, someone here's another thing, right? Something just occurred to me. What if someone finds an exploit to this and creates a backdoor for something else? I don't think that's a valid concern. It creates an opportunity for hackers to scan for other things. I really don't think it does. Like, it's, it's not a backdoor. Because a backdoor is... A backdoor is a, an intentionally placed feature that allows someone to grant access to an entire device this is not that this is you know scanning hash numbers and then 
human review, and then it's going to a nonprofit. I don't see how that's a backdoor. I just, I don't know. I don't really think. And then someone is saying, you know, why is this Apple's problem? Why are they taking it upon themselves to get involved with child abuse investigations? I guess I can't really speak to that, but do you want to be the one that stands against catching child predators? Yeah, I mean, Apple is in a unique position that they control a lot of photo libraries. True. So, so who else is going to get access? Like, who else is going to scan all those photo libraries? It's only it's only Apple. So, so that's why, I mean, that's why it's Apple's problem because they're, or not their problem, but, but you know, I, I don't, obviously we're never going to know where this, like, idea came from, uh, but, you know, there's, it makes sense that Apple would be involved in it. That's yeah. That's not really a question. Yeah, and I think it, it's, it's a similar thing, like, I would argue that uh, I've read several articles that discuss, like, when you're talking about big tech companies, big social media, at what point do they bear responsibility for the content, right? So the Telecommunications Act of 1996, basically one of the provisions contained within it, and I'm simplifying things, relinquishes companies from liability of the content that's posted on them. And... Uh, there's there's other things in that, but there's part of the U. I don't know if that's all within Telecommunications Act of '96. Well, the important the important thing is that is that they, I forget the exact wording, but it's something like they're not a publisher. So if they discriminate yes, about what, they're a distributor. Yeah, if they discriminate about what data or what um, content shows up, then they're a publisher and they're responsible. Yes. If they don't, then then they're not and they're yeah. not responsible. I'm not sure if that's. I think it's the 1996, but it's sort of a blessing and a curse, that particular provision, right? So on the one hand, it basically makes social media possible because without that, then, because you're talking very early days of the internet, right? Where if you were basically making a platform where other people can post, but, like, if I'm YouTube, right, and I'm liable for what everyone says on my platform, then I'm not going to let anybody post there until I know that they're cool. Because if I'm legally on the line for anything that anybody says, then, you know, social media is dead as we know it. You can't have social media when, when companies are liable for the people that use the site. Think how many... Like, how many of the uh, YouTube monetization scandals arose because of, like, hate speech, racism, um, advertisers didn't want to be shown on certain content? It was a mess. But if, if they could have sued YouTube for, you know, the white nationalists that were spreading hate speech, well, that's not great. <laughs> that's, you know, bye-bye YouTube, essentially, right? Bye-bye all social media. So on the one hand... It makes social media possible. On the other hand, it also leads to a lot of issues that we've seen in the last few years with, you know, like fake news and stuff. If a social media company isn't responsible, then that means you can ex exploit it. You can train the algorithm, spread whatever you want, 
and you can disseminate false information. You can even if you get blocked and banned, you know, terms of service, they don't they're not legally responsible, but they can still choose to terminate you if you violate guidelines. But you can just keep on making accounts and just keep on going and that's how you end up with a big you know, there's a lot of misinformation on social media, and that's sort of the negative aspect. I would argue, um, you know, there's a big discussion about, you know, at what point do social media companies, maybe not legally, but morally, have to take some ownership for what's going on? At what point does Facebook have to say, okay, there's a lot of obviously fake nonsense on here that is really damaging scientifically, politically, all sorts of stuff. So at what point do you have to say, okay, legally I don't have to do anything here, but if I'm a company this large, like Facebook or Apple, that's controlling huge amounts of, or not controlling, but is responsible for huge amounts of content or products, eventually there comes a point where you're like, the thing that I made is being used for bad. What can I do about it? And I, in my view, from my understanding, I think that's what's happening here. I think Apple reached a point where they were like, okay, obviously people who are bad also can use Apple products. And so what can Apple do to mitigate that to some degree? I think it's also worth noting that this is not going to be foolproof. There is going to be um, – there's going to be ways to get around – stuff like that there's going to be people that you know s use different means for their nefarious purposes but i i don't know i don't think this is like some evil big brother apples trying to take over and download all of your photos type of thing i don't believe that's the case at all yeah um yeah i mean it, that, that could be the explanation maybe the nonprofit uh came to apple some, uh, someone was pointing out um, that Apple is one of the last companies to, to do this practice. Very so, true. So other social media uh, platforms do the same thing. There, there is a little bit of a difference that if you're publishing a photo publicly, uh, then you shouldn't expect any privacy versus having it in your own photo library where you do expect privacy. So there, there's a little bit of a difference. What about like um, Google Drive? Well, that's do you know? If, does Google Drive scan? I, I don't know. That, that's, that's true. So, so in some cases, it might make sense. I think the, the big reason is because Apple uh, ha, has been pushing uh, privacy so big uh, that like they're really known for for privacy. So, according to Mac Rumors, multiple tech companies already do image scanning for CSAM: uh, Google, Twitter, Microsoft, Facebook they use similar hashing methods to look for and report known images, right? So um, I, so obviously Twitter and Facebook, those, are, those tend to be public, uh, uh, publicly available images. When you post something publicly, you don't expect privacy for it. That's like in the agreements. I don't know about Google and Microsoft though, because both of them have cloud-based photo storage that would not be, pri that would not be public. Right. Someone says Dropbox and Google Drive slash Google Photos use the same database. So, I mean, that's interesting. I, I can't 100% speak to if that's true because I'm just reading what you guys are saying in chat. But 
I wouldn't be surprised because Apple often faces scrutiny that is different than other companies for various things that they do. Um, I mean, most noticeably or most notably and less, you know, seriously as this is when they do stuff like removing the headphone jack, right? Everyone else has started doing that. It's kind of a rarity to find a headphone jack, but Apple did it first. And also, let's be honest, there's an SEO element to, like whenever Apple does something, the reason that you hear about it a lot is because Apple News gets clicks. Hello, I'm proof of that. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I, I like to think that I don't, you know, use it purely for clicks. I'm like, you know, passionate about, about it. But Apple News gets the eyeballs. So when Apple does something, even if other companies have done it as well, chances are Apple, the coverage will, will do well. So that I'm sure is, is a contributing factor. Fair enough. I think, yeah, so, so the, 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 the last thing basically that I'll say is Apple's getting a lot of uh, attention for it because they're so privacy-focused. My take is that Apple is so privacy-focused because it's what people want and because their business is not based off of, I don't want to say violating people's privacy, but, like, Apple's a hardware company. Mm -hmm. They've always been a hardware company. They're moving a lot more into software and services I'd say as of like fairly recently, but yeah, like but, two, three years, but for a long time and even still, they're a hardware company. They don't make their money from ads or they don't make most of their money from ads um, or, you know, people's content or whatever. Yeah. So, so, but so my take is, so, so that's why Apple's getting a lot of, a lot of the attention, but, but I'll just say, I don't, I, I think there are people at Apple who do care about privacy because there's people for everything, like even you know, people uh, like, people say Google doesn't respect anyone's privacy, or Facebook doesn't respect anyone's privacy. There are people at those companies that do care about people's privacy and want people to have mm -hmm. privacy, but the, the the company as a whole, um, you know, the way that they do their business. But but I think Apple does their business like Apple um, makes such a big deal out of privacy because they can afford to. Exactly. That's. What That's I, think. I think we talked about this at some point. I don't, know, maybe. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but we've definitely had this conversation. People often are like, oh, wow, Apple is so like altruistic in, in their privacy things. I guarantee that Google, Twitter, maybe even Facebook would love, absolutely love to respect your privacy. The problem is their business model is incompatible with that. That's the, that, that, it's as simple as that. Apple... I'm, I would bet that any high-ranking technology developer, people that work in big tech, would absolutely, if they could, respect your privacy and, and are pro-privacy. The thing is, Apple can do it, as Noah said, because they don't make money from your data. When, when you're a free service like Twitter or Facebook or... Uh, YouTube, your, your revenue is coming from advertisements, which means that you need to, in order to be profitable, you have to do some amount of collection. Like, how do you think the algorithms work? They're, they're trained based on data. That's like the crux of the whole thing. Apple doesn't have that problem because 
everything like even even Apple News is hand curated. So the and you tell it what you want, but it's also not sharing it with anyone because it's a subscription service and the advertising the advertisements are targeted by what I think any, everyone would agree is a very superficial and non-invasive targeting method. It basically sees, oh, you read this? Here's a similar artic article. Very, very non-invasive, and that's basically the most that Apple gets into it. The only other significant revenue stream that Apple takes um, data-wise, they do, I think Google does pay them money for Google being the default Safari search engine. That's true, So yeah. they do, I guess, have an incentive in that regard. But if you think about all of Apple's products and services, where is the, you know, they're not, they're not beholden to external advertisers. In fact, the only place where Apple is dependent on third parties for revenue is the App Store, which has been a controversy lately. So that's where you can kind of see that, you know, I don't know, I feel like some people deify tech companies, <coughs> Tesla fanboys, some people vilify tech companies. But at the end of the day, companies are companies. I have a pretty, um, I don't know, apathetic view of the way that companies operate because I think it's, it's all basically like if a company will do something good, it's only so that they can make money from it or improve their image as a result of it. If a company does something bad, it's because it will generate more money than it will negativity. That is, I, I don't think that there are people working at companies that are like, ooh, I'm going to do evil stuff because I hate people, you know? I think it's a very pragmatic, arguably greedy, money-based system where if you can make money and do something good, that's a win-win. If you can make a lot of money by doing something bad and piss a few people off, but you're still going to make money, people do it. That's just kind of the way, I mean, I'm looking at you, oil and gas companies, hello? <laughs> You know, and, and so, I don't know. I think, wow, that was a bit of a philosophical tangent. But when it comes to privacy, I, I wouldn't necessarily give Apple too much credit for it, I guess would be my point. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, it is good for the end user to have a focus on privacy. But if Apple monetized based on user data, they, they wouldn't have that same stance. They're in a unique position for tech companies. Most tech companies need data to survive. Data is like the oil of the new millennium, you know? And the fact that Apple doesn't have it means that they can sell you on privacy. Instead of selling your data, they can sell you a lack of data collection. At the end of the day, they still benefit either way. It's kind of a pessimistic view, but I mean, am I wrong? I don't No, I, I don't think you're wrong. Another thing that I think is kind of interesting, like people talk about Apple as, as like a, as like a singular entity. Yeah. A lot. And this is not just in, in things like this, which first like, so this decision uh, was, you know, made at some level somewhere within Apple, uh, you know, plenty of, you know, it, it was some decision made somewhere in Apple by some people 
Uh, but like these companies are like really big with a lot of divisions and a lot of people. And even, um, you know, you, c you could point to someone like, uh, like Tim Cook, you know, he's, he's the CEO, but um, does he micromanage every single uh, uh, decision that gets made in Apple? Honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Tim Cook definitely seems like a micromanager. Not in a bad way, but just like maybe, but 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 it's, at some point, there's some level. You know, maybe this is maybe this is this this discussion is uh, you know about the the privacy is one thing, but uh, but at some point, and then like it's just like all these discussions and like um, the one thing that I always that I keep thinking about is when uh, like with the Apple TV remote and it didn't have uh, AirTag built into it. Everyone was like, why would Apple uh, do this? They're two completely different teams. The, the Apple TV team had n probably had no idea what the AirTag team was doing. These products were probably made at completely different times. Again, completely different people. Yeah. Probably in, maybe even in different places. I mean, Apple's you know pretty centralized, but still different places. It's I don't know. So it's just it's really interesting to think. Um, that was like one of the interesting things when I started working at at Google is just that it's. Um, like, like everyone's like, you know, you say it, and it's like this one big entity, but it's like so many people all in different levels in different places in different organizations and with different views on the well, more political discussions. I, I wouldn't necessarily call this a politics issue, but like a, a controversial public topic. Right. There's absolutely people at Apple that have the same concerns that some of you guys have. Absolutely. There's like 38,000 people that work. For Apple, um, not you know, not including the uh, the store staff. Right. I am a hundred percent certain that out of those nearly forty thousand people, some people were like, "I don't like this," and then other people probably tried to do it in the best way as humanly possible. Like I don't know, I I agree with you, Noah, that you know I, we look at companies as sort of like a singular entity. I'm sure there are people that work at Facebook that really, really want to protect your privacy. Uh, Facebook is aware of their image issue, and I'm sure they have an entire team that's dedicated to trying to fix it. But as you mentioned, you know, in Apple, I mean, a lot of the weird stuff that Apple has done over the years where you're like, what? Who made that decision? Probably someone who didn't know what the other team was working on exactly. Yeah. Like, people work on Apple products without knowing what product they're working on. People are, like, work in, in the engineering team on hardware, especially. Especially on hardware. Because Apple is so against leaks. That's why I don't know if you guys picked up on this. I've mentioned it in a, in a few videos. You know the, um, the colorful MacBook? The that's rumor? Been, the rumor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where people are, like, it, it's been referred to as a, as a MacBook Air. But one thing that was interesting is whenever anyone says, like, the next MacBook Air is going to have this or the next iPhone is going to have all of that, anything naming is, is a presumption because you could, literally, you could literally have pictures, models, schematics of these products, and you would not find a reference to what they're called or – like there's no one single thing that has the complete picture intentionally so john prosser when he leaked the uh the design here said that they presumed it was a macbook air but it wasn't labeled it 
might not be a MacBook Air. That I made a whole video where I I don't think it is a MacBook Air, which doesn't contradict his leaks because it was the design, and it, and it's just a matter of you know who's working on it at what step are you getting the leaked information? Because a lot of stuff um, with Apple, because of the way that they work, uh, there's been a lot of leaks that were correctly reported false leaks, if that makes any sense. Like they were going to happen, but they didn't. Exactly. Yeah. Apple changes their minds a lot more than you would think. I feel like that's one thing that I've learned. I've, I've now, you know, I've, I've published three little mini leaks, and I've, I've talked to a lot of, Leakers, sources, I've, I've educated myself a lot on how the whole process works. And good God, is it a mess. People, people don't know what they're looking at. You can get something and say, like, ooh, this is coming out next year. And you could report on it, and it could be the best leak in the world. You know, you could literally have eyes on an Apple prototype, which is extremely rare, and be spot on. And it just ends up being completely wrong because – Maybe you're looking at a prototype from a team that was working on a different aspect of a different product that was combined with another thing. And, like, it's – it's honestly, I have a lot of respect when for the people that have gotten things right. Yeah. Because there is so much – even correct information that ends up not being true in the – or not being true in the public sense that it's unbelievable. But anyway, we should wrap up our discussion because – we are also wrapping up our final episode of season one of Dark Mode. We've had uh, we've had some some good times. When did we start this podcast? Like our first episode date? Yeah, when I was can that? find that out. I want to say, I want to say it was like February. I'll tell you, seventeenth, February fourteenth. Valentine's close. Day. Wait, did we actually start on Valentine's Day? Look at that. <laughs> Yeah, so wow. February, so it's been uh it's been almost 7 months, right? Yeah, almost exactly. Yeah, almost exactly 7 months. Uh we've uh we've had we've had we've had more than a laugh or two along the way. We have the you know, it, it's it, cum- it uh, accumulate accumulates over uh over all the cause over you have, these you have, 21 you have one or two per episode, so they they accumulate over time. Yeah, you know what we should do? Um, we, we, we might go a little long today, but that's okay. We've, we've been pretty good at being punctual, except for that one time where I misread the time and I oh, ended yeah. 10 minutes early because I didn't know what time it was. We don't have to talk about that. Um, someone was saying, is this a finale? Temporary. We're, we're, we're going to be back in like a month. Um, we're moving. Watch the beginning part if you're confused. But I think what we should do is – is just have like a little Q and A, because okay. I feel like there's certain questions that we get a lot that like don't fit into whatever we're talking about. Yeah. So, for the last couple of minutes here, if you're watching along with us live, fire away. What do you got? Ask us your questions. I'm gonna answer the first one that I know I'm gonna see. No, we are not dating. <laughs> I don't understand. Every single time. <laughs> I appear on screen with another individual. I get a billion comments that are like, oh, they're definitely dating. My roommates, you, every single human being that has ever appeared on my channel, they're like, they're together. What about Joe? 
I think I did get, yeah. Joe was in my video for like two minutes, and everyone was like, <laughs> oh, they're dating. But what about me? Hang on. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you, you, every single, every single stream. No, I'm at saying least like five if, people are like, are they together? If they're, if, but if they're saying that you're with Joe, oh, then, then what about me? Hilarious. No. Hilarious. But, uh, no. No, we're not. I, it's so funny that it, it's all, and, and you know, the best part is that there's, this is not going to stop it. No, it's not. I don't. I don't know what the fascination is. I mean, I'm sure it's deeply rooted in long-standing homophobia because, of course, it is. But it, there's always a fascination every time, every single time you're in a video. Every it's unbelievable. You guys have no idea. Oh my gosh! I almost wonder. It might have signed me out of YouTube on here, but I'm I'm certain if I did a, like a cross search for like. Noah and dating in the comments section. The Venn diagram would be a circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. That's all. That's all okay. I am. I'm just. I'm just. I'm gonna like... filter for Noah and dating. Oh, oh man, I hate this stupid. You gotta. YouTube has got this whole verification thing that you sometimes have to do for some reason, and it doesn't work on the iPad. You literally can't use the iPad. It's great. Trying to view your YouTube settings. Yes, I am. Thank you. Hopefully this will work. Were there any other questions that you saw that we could? Let me let me pull this. There we go. Someone asked about the jackets. Um, someone asked where we got the jackets, and then someone also asked uh, if the jacket, if I'll be, will be taking the jackets. Uh, we got the jackets from uh lord, lord and taylor. taylor that was going out of business for 28 dollars. yeah so and then so someone asked if, if uh or someone said like oh you should get new jackets or whatever this jacket that i'm wearing was 350 dollars when it was new i paid like 28 dollars for it because it was they were going out of sale and there was a huge discount um but if i have a jacket that costs 350 dollars, i'm gonna wear that jacket so so same same <laughs> same same jackets and, and yes of course i'll be taking mine uh, but yes, we got a very good deal on them, we'll say. And they're iconic at this point. I guess that counts. They are. Um, let's see here. Someone. Okay, here's a question. Answer this. Why would I turn the. I should turn the OnlyFans into a second Patreon and just troll the people who want pics and do extra videos and extra content? Is that a question? Okay, here's the, the question is, uh, would you do a, a Patreon or some sort of like, a, like an extra content that people could pay for monthly? Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't know. I, I always feel bad asking for money directly. I realize that I very rarely do that. Like, the OnlyFans was obviously a joke, and not a yeah. lot of people have signed up for that. But I don't know. It's been pretty funny. It, it was very funny when people were, like, angry that there was no nude content on OnlyFans, and I was like, "This is pretty sad." <laughs> did they? I don't. No, people really were angry. Oh. They really did. They expected that, and I was like, "All right." Oh, here we go. Wisdom tooth removal video on OnlyFans. That's a great idea. I don't. Did people actually? Would you? Would you actually want to see that? Like they knock. No, you, they knock you off not. for a reason. They're, no, I'm fairly confident that everyone is joking. Oh, I know they're joking, but like they they knock you off for a reason. You don't you don't want to see you don't want to see what's going on there. I almost 
I went to a dentist who was like, we could take out one of your wisdom teeth with just like a local anesthetic. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I, I can't do that. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, you gotta knock me out for like a week. Just, ugh, I could yeah. not do that. Mm-hmm. Someone has, d- do I even have mercy? Merch. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, Noah has been hounding me to make some merch. I remind you every uh, so often and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know I should do it. And then you don't. Okay. How about this? Oh, I'll leave you guys with a question. We're ending our Q and a by flipping, turning the tables here. Whoa. Would you be interested in Luke Miani merch, and if so, what what would what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Like That's I don't know. I, I can't figure. I feel like a lot of YouTubers that do merch have like inside jokes. Mm-hmm. Like what what inside jokes or references would be funny? Do you want like like stickers? Do you want like T-shirts? I I, I want to get like a I feel like it would be funny if I did like a Luke Miani button down like that would be a good inside uh, you gotta, joke. You gotta have the flat but I shirt. don't know how I'm gonna find. I, I guess I gotta find a company that can make and distribute custom made button down plaid shirts. So yeah. I don't know how to do that. I don't know about that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I would want. I would want. Uh, I'd I'd say. Um, if you if you make some stuff that that's not just like your name in big text, yeah, because I feel weird wearing like someone else's name or especially like anyone's name. Like if you wear your own name on yeah, a t-shirt, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Kind of weird. Like you, you I, I would assume that you guys don't want like a shirt with my face on it. Oh no. Or like a, <laughs> or like a like a hat that says Luke Miani in my font, and there's like orange like yeah. the the channel banner, and then it just has me on it. Like I don't know. That seems weird. Also, I. I I mean, I'll make it if you want it. If you want a shirt that just says Luke Miani on it, sure, I'll make it for you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anyone would want that, but I can make it. I will just warn you that uh, you will never catch me wearing anything that has my own name on it because I can't, I can't personally do that. You guys are welcome to do it. Like, I'll, I'll figure something out. I do actually have a couple ideas for like a laptop sticker, like you know the the bumper sticker that says like my other car is a corvette yeah, yeah i have it i made this design where it said my other macbook is a retina and yeah. i feel like that would be pretty funny oh, that's right good. would you buy a sticker that said that i feel like that's and it was like i don't know it's kind of cute design i made it myself in photoshop so it's very cool wow. yeah so i don't know stuff like that could be fun i want a t-shirt but i don't want it to be i don't want it to be a shade of gray and i don't want it to be like dark blue so it's so no black no white no gray, no dark blue. I want a colorful. That's my pet peeve. Oh, with I like, see. What with like band, like band merchandise, and um, and like shirts that, that they give out at like mm. hackathons and stuff. They're all like gray or black, <laughs> and I wear black uh, uh, sweatpants, sweatshorts. I want like a colorful. Like I'm wearing this blue T-shirt. I mm. I love color. So so you have to if you're making T-shirt, it has to be colorful. Okay. No, I I agree. I agree, and I could also see doing like um, like a a a high quality T-shirt or a sweatshirt that just has like a small design. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be huge, because yeah. let's be honest, folks. If you walk around with a giant a shirt that just says Luke Miani in big letters, <laughs> people are gonna be like, "Is that like is that your name? <laughs> are you just broad? Is this just like like a hello, my name is type of situation? Like what is that? People aren't gonna get that. So I don't know." Someone said T-shirt with cartoon version. 
Ooh, we could make a like dark mode. I can be kind of Yeah, fun. we could go on Fiverr and get some caricatures drawn up or something. I like, I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> My other phone is a bricked iPhone 4S turned into an artistic masterpiece. It's a little wordy, but it's, uh, it's a pretty good one. <laughs> Someone said, my other computer is a MacBook to put on Windows laptops. That could be funny. I like that. In Miani, we trust. Or there's like the, the Miani magic. That's been like kind of uh, an inside yeah. joke. That could be something. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta. I really do have to get on that. Because, I don't know, I feel like people would be interested in it. Maybe I'll make a poll. I'll post a poll on YouTube and I'll see, I'll see what, what it would be. Get some people to get some some design ideas because I don't know where to start. I just wear button down shirts. I don't have any idea what fashion is. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. We gotta get it. We gotta get it for the next meetup, wherever the meetup's yes. gonna be. I need my we Luke definitely Miani gonna, shirts. Once once we kick COVID's ass, we're gonna have to do a meetup. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and on that note, we will see you guys in about a month. Maybe even a little more than that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see you guys. We'll keep you posted on Twitter, at Luke Miani. Uh, I'll talk about it here on the channel as well in videos when we are getting close to relaunching when I moved. Stay tuned. On Tuesday will be the first moving video. So get ready for that. That's going to be fun. Thank you guys for watching. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We'll see you later in Season 2. Yeah, season one finale. There it is. That's it. See you, folks.